everybody. Welcome to episode 212 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. 212, 212. It's the New York City area code. It's not there. Manhattan. No, there's more than one. Well, it's one of them. <laughs> That's probably what? Midtown? <laughs> Upper, Upper East Side? <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll just let Soho. you Soho. We'll just let you live, live there. <laughs> The meatpacking um, district, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All of those things. Those are all <laughs> places in Manhattan. Very good. Um, so we we have a bunch of stuff that we've actually watched, but we have to kind of split it up. I'm a little bit bummed that I can't talk about the one I really want to talk about, but like, whatever. It's all about you. So um, today we're going to talk about uh, two films that we watched. Um, no. A film and a show. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of mentioned last week, so yep. if you had the opportunity to kind of check either one of those out, then you can play along with us. Otherwise, you'll have to come back because we're going to talk about things in depth. Um, I don't think much other news has come out film-wise, um, not to my knowledge. I mean, there's always something going on, but uh, nothing too egregious, I guess, yeah. at, at this nothing point. that really popped out um, uh, anyway. Our... Uh, our short Amber has been uh, selected for its first um, film fest. Mm-hmm. We, for some reason, I don't know how it got timed this way, but most of the things that we submitted to were not. I mean, we submitted months ago, and we yeah. they didn't start until now. So probably the next, I think, four months will be just sporadic information as to what we got into or what we didn't get into. Right. Um, but uh, as of right now. Our submission acceptance rate is a hundred percent. Yeah, for pretty, Amber, pretty much. Um, <laughs> we were always complaining about our rate until we found out that our rate was actually pretty high overall throughout the year. So um, it's 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 shockingly uh, low. Right. The but... uh, the uh, just expected yeah. the expectance in terms of like what you should what you're submitting to versus what you're actually accepted into it's not uh, you know you hear like i only got accepted to 50 percent of them and it's like that you've succeeded in life if you got if you if you got into 50 percent of the film fests then you pretty much won at that point um which is so weird you know again but that is that is unfortunately how it works but i think for us the secret is to keep your expectations low and you know we're not submitting to slam dance or fucking Sundance or none of the dances none of the we're dances. not interested in dancing uh, right now or the what's that other one uh South by rain dance rain dance um you know uh, so you know that I think affects our success rate yeah I mean it's also this is it it's still a trying time with COVID so I'm not really sure what we're going to do and it may sound bratty but it, it really all depends on what screen time we're given um i'm i'm just going to be honest but i'm i'm not traveling for five hours and then paying for a room for three days um to have our film shown you know thursday at 4 p.m like i'm just not doing nobody's going to that uh yeah. we've we had a a, a minor We've had some minor experience with running a film fest and, you know, setting the lineup up, setting up the lineup. It wasn't it wasn't uh, an accident the way we lined things up. You know, you save the best for last. And so um, while we certainly appreciate being accepted, it's just like if it's a hop, skip and a jump away or it's like if I can even I can get there within an hour or so, even two hours, um, it's one thing. If it's a day, a day thing. It could just make a really long day out of it, then fine. Um, but to travel for that amount of time and then, you know, lodging and food it's several days and then, you know, so it's just like it sounds it sounds kind of um, snooty. Right. But I mean, you know, I, well, I, I have, you to have to think to... about how many people I'm going yeah, to yeah, network exactly. with. I mean, nobody is really going to be there on a Thursday. They're going to be there Friday night. Definitely going to be there Saturday. So it's like if it's mm-hmm. not really worth I've seen the movie. I don't need to see it. I, I directed <laughs> it and I was in it. I wrote it. I don't. Well, the idea I, is that you want to. I don't need to see it anymore. You want to go and see films that you like 
and you and you want to be able to talk with other filmmakers mm-hmm. of the films that you like and so you know having that communication where you know maybe they've seen your film too or had at least had the opportunity to or or whatever i think you know um is is a, is a good aspect of why you would want to go to a film fest to connect to people yeah and uh, they they are doing both virtual and in person Mm -hmm. uh, but what what this particular film fest is doing which is really cool is that they're letting you sort of bundle i think a day pass is like 50 dollars um for all of the films or was it even that much i don't know it might have been um but it's like three days worth of films whatever so you you get the pass you could either watch all the films or you could pick five films that you really want to see and pay 10 bucks for those which is really helpful because you know, uh, it sounds it sounds strange as filmmakers, but it's like I'm not sitting down watching 50 shorts or a hundred, whatever, however many they, they accepted, you know. Um, it's usually a handful that you're really interested in that you either watch the trailer or you get a synopsis or you're like, mm-hmm. hey, that poster actually looks really good. Or you go look up their past work and, you, yeah, right. you know, this is probably going to be good. Um, so I like not having to, you know, be forced to pay for a pass for all these films. Um, my interest in doing that is more to find other filmmakers for the show. So it's like, even if we don't go, we I, I believe we still get a free pass to watch everything. So we'll still probably watch a bunch of them um, to find people to to interview and yeah. and stuff like that. It's an and it's no shade to the um, to the, the film festival themselves. Like I get it. You know, you have yeah, a bunch of films, yeah. and there, there's levels to that. And you're going to save the ones that you think you're going to get the most attention for the better days. Like I get it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not so precious that I can't accept that you're going to give me a Thursday night, like whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess it's better than being rejected. Right. So sure, yeah. uh, it's fine. It's just when you're not local, that usually Paying doesn't. Paying for laurels. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, especially now we're talking gas prices on yeah, a five hour yeah. drive and then lodging, which is like ridiculous now. So yeah. for me, you know, for, for me to justify, uh, Three days away. Now I got to find somebody to take care of our cat because she's senior because there's no way we're taking her with us. She'll have a heart attack. You know, I have to pay somebody to come here and feed her, clean up after her, lodging, gas, meals for three days. I mean, yeah. this costs us like 600 bucks. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah, it's for a Thursday potentially is or Friday morning is like, yeah, I don't, that's not going to yeah. work. It's funny because um, films, you know, movies, I should say. Um, that are in the theater, if they were available on online the same day, probably 95% of the time I'd be watching them at home. I would be but, watching way more movies if you could just stream them. But if, if it's a film fest, that whole kind of experience is about being at the festival, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of ironic that the more expensive, huge budget movies I'd rather watch at home, but the little shorts that cost nothing... I kind of enjoy seeing them my, at a film fest in the theater. My only issue with film festivals is that I have never been to one that had comfortable seating. Yeah. Never. You're not, you're not never, getting a Dolby theater for I have film never fest. once experienced a film festival where our film was playing somewhere that we sat down and my ass had not gotten like numb within 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And I wasn't like trying to quietly turn in a chair that sounded like World War three was going up and you're like oh my god so you just stay in that position and then you wait until the next film clips off and you try to just churn um it's always the most uncomfortable seating it's like folding chairs at a library or like uh you know wherever they're having it even when they've had it in theater like it's like old theaters with very hard uncomfortable seats and i'm Mm -hmm. like for the love of pete can we bring our foldable camping chairs and just sit in the aisle like i'm happy to do that um i've got a bad back (laughs) (laughs) is this not a priority for anybody nobody cares about my back all right um so yeah, so so that that like we're super excited. We're like, yay, we got in because we were sure. We're like, we're gonna be rejected. Um, we were waiting for it, but so so this is is so far we're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. We'll probably not get the next one, but you know, such is life. Um, anyhow, we'll just get we'll get into it. Last week we talked about um my complete dismay yeah. and uh. A disgruntled attitude about having to be forced to watch yet another Marvel movie uh, in the theater. Also, um, I just want, I, I just, 
I've done this before. We did this for Doctor Strange. I didn't think it was possible for AMC theaters to get worse than they were when we were in Doctor Strange, but somehow they've managed not the Dolby. The, the, the Dolby theaters are like that neighbor that leaves an upholstered chair on their front lawn, regardless of the weather that they actually use. Everyone's got that house in the area that you're like, what are you doing? That has got to be so disgusting. Yeah, uh, It's going to rain down on that. You've got all kinds of things going on outside. And it, it's a it's a it's a bark lounger. Yeah. Right. This isn't like a bark lounger. Yeah. We'll call well, it a bark lounger. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's just feck. And the I mean, the, we went to the the first showing mm-hmm. of the day. There is no way in hell that that theater got cleaned the night before. There's no way in hell anybody cleaned that theater. There was literal like dripping stickiness coming down the arms and in the cup. And it was horrific. Like I wanted to just dip myself in Lysol when I walked out of that place. And for the second time, actually, wait, this is the third time now we have gone to the Dolby Theater that the lights were left on. Through the so entire annoying. fucking thing, had we not, us specifically, I don't know why everyone just is like, compl- they're like, oh, well, we'll just, I guess this, we'll just watch movies with Twice the lights we had on. A yeah, but th- it's happened three times. The first time someone else complained, we complained the last two times. And I mean, like, within reason, the crazy thing is you went and you alerted one of the employees and you're like, hey, the lights are still on. And mind you, anybody listening, Paul used to work in a movie theater. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like, he doesn't understand how things happen and, you know, whatever. And literally nothing happened. So we went through about seven hours of trailers with yeah. those lights on. I finally went back out, found a manager, and I was like, my dude, lights are still on. Like, the, the movie's literally about to start, and the lights are just like, it's like we're sitting in somebody's living room. Oh, I had no idea. I'm like, great. So the last person that you told didn't even do anything. And I saw that person get on the, you know, they have their little fucking did, walkie-talkie Like, did things. nothing. So... It's just it's just crazy to me, you know, when when all is said and done and you're paying for fees and all this other shit and and, and pick your seat and thirty dollars later with no treats. This is just for your seat that feels like a porn theater because it's sticky and disgusting and you don't even turn the freaking lights off like these theaters. This theater specifically has just gone to shit. Like, I don't even really look forward to going there anymore. Actually, I don't at all. It has to be something I really want to watch. Um, and nope, we already got our tickets for, so I can't. Yep. I'm going to bring some disinfectant wipes with me. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm bringing stuff with me to clean that seat down yeah. because. Let's get to that point. I felt you know, violated. It, the, the minute that we, the first step into the place was sticky. <laughs> yeah, literally, <that's> right. <laughs> literally, as soon as we stepped into that place. I forgot. The floor was sticky. Exactly. And yes. It was. Uh, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. It was. And then walking up. Yeah. It's like everybody can hear this. Can someone just grab a mop? I get it. Look, I get it. Yeah. I wish yeah, yeah. to work at a theater. You're hiring kids that give two shits about what's going on, and I don't blame them one bit because I wouldn't give a shit either if I was getting paid minimum wage to whatever. But um maybe pay them more and expect a bit more. I don't know, but it's just it started you know, it's like anything. It, half the chairs don't work. The other half are filthy from the night before. It's not even like a show just happened. It's no. like that shit's been sitting there overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and they wonder why nobody wants to go to the movies anymore. You know, it's, I go to the movies to watch Marvel because I don't want to get it spoiled. But if it, it being spoiled wasn't an issue, I would never go to the movie theater. And so the only reason why I got tickets for Nope was because I know people are going to ruin that shit. Yeah. They're going to ruin what the twist is because it's Jordan Peele. So there's always some kind of twist. They're going to fuck that twist up immediately. I, actually, I have to try to get through the weekend without, without having yeah. that ruined because we're going on a Monday um, to try to avoid crowds. And so I already have to avoid that. Uh, and that's the only reason why I'm going. Like I, I would easily rent that for twenty five dollars at home, and stream yeah. it. Easy because it, what am I saving? Nothing. I'm paying. This is what it's going to cost me to go there. Like I'll pay what you charge me for a theater, but I can sit on my couch, um, that doesn't feel like fifteen thousand men ejaculated yeah. on it, right. <laughs> or women. <laughs> I mean, come equal on. opportunity yeah. pervert. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it just, just no. So just get your shit together. Just no. It, it, I don't like it. Um, okay. I feel anyway. like we've been singing this song for years. <laughs> well, it's just because it's getting progressively worse. Like the yeah. theater is getting so, so just bad. Have to like, 
eventually they're going to be handing out like just like little slips that you put down over the fucking chair that I you would sit take in. that I would yeah. love that yeah if you can just put a chair condom on that thing yeah. before I sat on oh, it's gonna be ten dollars for a chair condom give it to me but it, it makes sense because then they don't have to clean right you just wrap up all your shit in your chair condom nobody and then would dump wrap it anything out. up they don't still throw, throw it on things the floor, out they still, they'll still throw but it then, on then the at floor. least you just have to clean the floor I don't know Listen, welcome to my TED Talk. It's going to be it's going to be getting to the point where we're going to be traveling 40 miles just to go to a clean like listen there's this clean theater. Yeah, where yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll take the day off of work so we can go so watch a movie. Be, but it'll be a theater with the chairs that suck. It's clean. You know what? It's getting suck. to a point where I'm like can I just sit back in those other seats maybe? Like can is it possible that my back I mean, look, I can. It's just not as pleasant. Um it's it's just not it's not a good experience. Anyway, so we watched Thor um and uh all I, this to say we watched thor. all this to say that we watched thor uh love love and thunder down under or whatever the fuck love it is and thunder um dome so i went in begrudgingly as per usual i did mm. not like the first one right so um that we which you also made me go to the theater for i was like i didn't like this movie at all um and so i expected nothing even um uh, even though i i had the watiti i just thought "Mm, i don't know i mean i i was okay with um the other one ragnarok uh, with right yeah i was like oh that's it, it was okay like it was it was good you know i didn't dislike it um but uh so i expected it to at least be better than like I didn't think it would be terrible, hmm. but those are usually the two. Those are usually two options: okay. good or no good. Yeah, it's okay um, or like that's just stupid. Yeah, but Why I never would this person do this. <laughs> I never expect great. Yeah. Um, would I say that this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen? No, but for a Marvel film, it's one of the best ones that I've seen. Nothing beats Deadpool because Deadpool's not. I know it's Marvel, but it's not Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to put that in a category with marvel films it's because just ryan reynolds being, it's its own thing yeah. um but of the technicolor fantastical ridiculousness that is marvel this if it was if we're just going by that taking deadpool out of it it's my favorite one uh which is ironic because so many people said they hated it <laughs> so well, it's been very go divisive figure. yeah go figure it's, i don't know been, i think it's still positive on rotten tomatoes but it's uh there's been a lot of uh it's there's been a lot of pe- a lot of hate towards it, but there's a lot of people liked it as well. But there's been a lot of people that just weren't like the biggest fan of it or whatever. Um, but I'm glad to hear that you liked it. I'm interested to know what it is about it that you liked. Yeah, so we didn't talk about this. Yeah. Uh, we made sure not to really. I mean, all I said was I loved it, and you looked at me like I might have been kidnapped, and mm. you were like I needed to give Who you a are signal. You? What have you done with uh, me? But we didn't want to go into the details too much of it, so that we can actually have this conversation. Um, one of the I, one of the complaints I'd heard from somebody was that they didn't like all the jokes. Yeah, uh, it was too much jokes. Like Marvel um, movies are are action comedies. People need to get over it. I I always well that's the thing I'm like it's a Marvel movie they're always jokey I don't know I thought they were I mean, Doctor always Strange jokey. wasn't but still Doctor Strange is the most boring Marvel character He's a wizard with, with the exception of the the mortal humans that they have on there mm. like of the fantastical magical people he's the most boring mm. I think I think there's probably somebody worse than him but I'm that he's the most boring to me movie wise. Um, like Black Widow and them, I don't. They, I, they don't even count. They're just really strong people <laughs> with good connections and a lot of money for costume. I don't like yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what What did I enjoy about it? Um, it felt like a Marvel movie, but then at times didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It felt like when somebody is doing a satire on a Marvel film. So it fat. It felt that way to me. Mm. Like. Uh, what TT was like, yeah. I've always wanted to make yeah. fun of a Marvel movie. And then they were like, all right, we'll pay for you to do that. That's how that felt to me because it was, it was ridiculous in the best way. Um, I thought the, okay, so, oh, wait, hold on. Okay. All right. All right. Settle in. Jumping in, just jumping in from the first scene. I just want somebody to give me answers because I've been hearing for years Jason Momoa can't be Lobo because he's fucking Aquaman. You can't have him as Lobo because he's Aquaman. Why the hell am I staring at Christian Bale's mug in a Marvel film 
when homie is Batman. So did we just forget? We're just going to act like he wasn't Bruce uh, Wayne. Yeah. We're just going to act like that didn't happen. I don't want to hear shit about Momoa can't be Lobo. I don't want to hear it. It was, I don't know if you heard me, but like as soon as they showed, because I didn't know he was in it. Oh, you didn't? I, no, I didn't know he was in it because I, I didn't, I didn't look it up because I didn't care, right? So as soon as I saw his face, I went, what? <laughs> because What's was, Batman? Why is Batman so skinny? Ex- well, I was livid. I was immediately livid because I was like, no, 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 no. You guys are telling me we can't cross these things over. And I'm saying we sure as hell can because, hi. I mean, Chris Evans was in two Marvel movies, so it's like... I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, what the hell? So, um, anyway, aside from that that initial rage that I, I felt... I played two different Marvel characters. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the initial rage that I felt... Uh, the uh the the geniuses which was probably 19,000 people and i realized that but the people in charge of the costuming and wardrobe hair and makeup um christian bale is the best marvel villain looking i don't know about all you know like i'm not talking about like their powers or what yeah, yeah. what motivates them or anything like that but i'm saying aesthetically that shit was gorgeous yeah. It was the most beautiful looking makeup that I've seen in a Marvel film. It was so clever. Um, a really good friend of mine growing up was obsessed with Thor. So you think I'd know these characters more because he talked about it so much. Or maybe I just blocked that out of my mind. Um, but just like that glow to his eyes, the the um, that gaunt. Oh, I mean, he always loses a gajillion pounds for everything yeah. he does. I'm he just not, got on his uh, mechanics diet. I'm also not trying to be mean, but like a, no machinist, a machinist. Um, like I mean this sincerely. That for for a moment, I thought like, is something going on with him? Because this is the second movie that's coming out. He's got one in the fall coming out mm-hmm. that he looks. I mean, like really ill. Yeah. Like you know, and I, and I know he's known for doing this, but. It kind of worried me. I, I, yeah. It's so bad for your body to to fluctuate like that. And I hope that this is just him being, you know, some extreme method actor or something because. Uh, he loves to get skinny. He did that in The Fighter, too. It's really. Yeah. But everything. Yeah. He's he's he was. I mean, he's probably naturally thinner. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it scared me. It scared me for a second. I was like, I don't know what's going on because he's been so thin in a lot of things lately. Um I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I th- I thought that his character was really beautiful. Like, just it was really cool to look at it. I know he was the villain, and you weren't supposed to like him, but I was like, bring that guy back on the screen. Like, I just yeah. loved that character. Um, the there were way more um, orgy references than I expected in a Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like surprised there was any. Yeah. This is definitely uh, Sir W directing because yeah. I don't think anyone else would do that. Um, I don't know. I just I enjoyed it. I was never bored with the story. They went a hundred miles an hour from the jump, mm-hmm. and it never really stopped. There was no point where I was like, oh. Doctor yeah. Strange was like a, a commercial for Ambien. Like it was the, I, I mean, I was struggling to keep my eyes open during that film because it was so boring and it had so many points where I was like, you're, you've lost me so hard. Here it was just like one thing after another, one thing after another. And the comedy was really good. Natalie Portman got all beefcake for it, which is awesome. Yeah. Also, we found out after the fact that Michelle Watterson, who's an MMA fighter, was her stunt double, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I loved where they went with the story. Here's what I didn't love, but what I loved about what I didn't love. Okay. They brought in love again. You know how I feel about fighting for love. (laughs) However, this time he was fighting for love. And I had just said, when do they ever make the male characters fight for love? They always give this shit to us. So thank you, at least, if... I don't know. It's like if Marvel is like, listen, we're going to follow this trope and you have to do it. I don't know if Sir W was just like, all right, well, guess what? We're going to give it to him. And uh, she's going to be the one making the big sacrifice for herself. Yeah. Which I thought like, yay. However, they fucking killed her. I really thought she was going to take over. This was my one complaint was that I honestly went in thinking like he's been doing this a while. Yeah. And I thought like, could we switch it? I don't know if she would want to be that 
tied down to something like that. Then they that. should have picked someone else. Yeah. Who would? Well, he'll. they're doing another one. So we'll see what happens after that one. Um, also, is anyone ever really dead in Marvel? That's my thing. Right. Well, she's, she's, uh, she's in, in Valhalla, Valhalla, Valhalla or whatever. Valkyrie. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Where this are we? This is your what day thing, is it? sir. Okay, um, I've officially been hanging out with you too long because I know the names of these <laughs> magical lands and you don't. Yeah, she's over in Valhalla, but uh, which is a, a town in New York where we are. And I, it's always weird yeah, for me to true. hear someone yeah. say Valhalla. Uh, but she's in Westchester County. Uh, yeah, she's in Westchester. She could definitely come back from Westchester. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm like, is she really? She's now she's like chilling out with Idris Elba, well, but like, is that a thing? The, the thing or... that kind of Loki really hit home was that no one's ever really dead. Right. Well, yeah. he's been dead for a while, right? Right. But he has his own show, so there you go. That's true. But did they go back? Is his show like where he is now or where he was? Because I didn't pay attention too much. His show is him post dead. He's dead in the show. He already oh. died. Yeah, so she so, could be. Yeah, she could nobody come ever back. really dies, and that's the same problem with the comics. You know, nobody ever really dies. People yeah, yeah. come back, whatever. Um, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm trying I, to get the logistics yeah. of, of these superheroes. The um, I would have look. I loved it. I have a we got a look. Very okay. low kind of bar for Marvel movies. I just go in, and if it does, if it's not horrible, I'll, chances are I'm going to enjoy it. I, that's the same with this film. I very much enjoyed it. I'm a huge fan of Taiki, Taik, Taiki, 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 Taikidis, um, uh, sense, sensibilities, his sense of humor, all of his shows and movies. Of, you know, I haven't seen them all yet, but I've, I've loved everything I've watched of his. So I love his kind of his sense of humor and stuff. And so I loved that. The thing for me was. I I really wish it was longer. You know, I know what there's was a, the runtime. I know it's like two hours. That but wasn't I, enough for you. I know that there's like a three and a half hour cut that was the initial cut, and blah He's blah not blah. Not releasing it. He's not releasing it, all this sort of stuff. But for me, I would have loved to. Um, and it didn't ruin the movie for me. And and it, in fact, it was because the, I liked the movie so much that I wanted to be. I wanted to live with natalie portman's character some more and her dealing with the cancer mm -hmm. and then it's like it's like cancer hammer and then she's been thor for a couple weeks already and it's mm -hmm. like that jump to me seemed kind of okay. like abrupt um, i could have i could have dealt with maybe that detail but i yeah. would have been fine yeah it didn't otherwise it was like whatever that. it's fine we'll get right to it but for me is that in the cut though i don't know like it explained but the one thing I know is that I really want to see is more gore stuff, right? More gore, the God Butcher. His, you know, uh, they they shot a whole bunch of scenes of him. I thought you were just talking about gore. And I was like, no, I don't know what movies his, you're watching. That's his character's name. I would love that, though. He, Can we start murdering people explicitly? There was all these scenes that they removed because they were too dark, you know? Uh -huh. um, so, for example, um, there's all these scenes of him killing other gods. There's scenes of him, like, if you notice, and I didn't... I didn't notice this i just assumed it was like a character trait but when they when it turns black and white which is probably my favorite sequence of the whole film mm. is when it's black and white and he his head is full of scars because there's a scene where he kind of um it, it he kind of like um i don't know what the word is it's like he kind of is just in a space of like not wanting anything to do with the religion mm -hmm. that he has in his head. So he actually cuts that those scars uh, and stuff uh -huh. off, which is why his head is, gotcha, is scarred gotcha, gotcha. later. Um, stuff like that. I would have loved to have seen because I feel like his character is so menacing. And so, But I don't know if the film really let you know how powerful and how crazy he really was. Um, and I would have loved to have seen more stuff with him being more formidable, you mm -hmm. know? Um, those are my two like kind of gripes with it really that's just those two everything which is great the the whole um all the the stuff with him in the love triangle with the two weapons i thought was really funny and clever um and they kept going back to it a lot maybe maybe one or two too many times but okay. i i thought that okay. that stuff was really really funny um chris hemsworth has got amazing comedic timing he's really really funny um and you know he works really well with that, but it's also like he. Ba I thought he balanced being silly with being powerful really well, mm -hmm. um, and so did the film. I liked a lot of people saying that the two tones didn't work of it being like over the top broad comedy and like being an action film, and I, I thought that it did 
work well, but I would have loved to them to lean into the 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 gore stuff more and and the darker side of it all to kind of balance it out more. And I thought that would have been more huh, okay more interesting. I'm going to be but in the minority it. when I say that I could have lived without seeing Chris Hemsworth's ass or whoever's ass that was. I thought like I get it, I get the the ha ha funny of it, um, but it's just like. I don't know. Like, like we know he's ripped and he has a lovely body and all that stuff. But I'm like, did we really need that? I, it just. But he flicked too hard. It just <laughs> like, look, I, I, I've heard that Russell Crowe is a bag of dicks from a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that that whole sequence was really funny. The character was like, really funny. I didn't expect yeah. that. I feel like Taika just went to him and like, just. Do whatever voice do you want and what, just yeah, be silly. Do whatever you're going to do. Because um, you could tell he was just having a blast There was it. like a, a, a scene where he's exp- – like, so Thor is exposed and the girls are like, oh, like his his muses or whatever they mm-hmm. are. And then he covers up and they're like, oh. You know, just like uh-huh. – it was just – it was just really cute um, in that good. aspect. Baby I just thought like, okay, like all right with the buns. Like we didn't really – you didn't need to do that to him. Um and uh, so that was a little, that was the only thing that was like a little, little too much for me. I could have lived without, but I thought this, that this film was a, a perfect example of like everybody kind of shining. Like, I don't think this film would have been the same without Tessa Thompson. I don't think this film would have been the same without Natalie Portman and yeah. going on. Like everybody pulled their weight yeah. in such an amazing way. Um I'm just going to have to call him Takiti now. Um, so he was the big stone guy, right? Yeah. Okay. So like he just like, I I don't know. I just, I felt like everybody was so crucial mm-hmm. to the success of it. You know, so a lot of times it's like you can deal without, you, you could you could live without a lot of the sidekicks. Like that's why I don't like Gardens of the Galaxy. It's too many freaking people and everyone trying to steal the the limelight in that moment. I make a bigger funny than you make. I have bigger yeah. funny than you. I can't that's stand that movie. I, well, that's a whole other fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't like I don't like those movies. It's just it's 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 too much it's too much uh, scene stealing for me. Yeah. Um, but this felt really really even. And everybody was important. I loved all the characters. I loved all of them. And um, I thought it was, it sucked that Natalie Portman, Portman, you know, dies at the end. But I loved that. Dies in parentheses. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dies. Um, But I loved that she went in because that's what she needed to do. Yes, she was fueled by her her love for him, right? Because he was suffering in that moment and he was about to be beat whatever that means because does that ever really happen um but she was like fuck it i'm going in because this is for me and this is what i want to do and so like i would love to see more of that tessa thompson's character also who just does what she does like she exists there and she doesn't exist for love she just does what she does i would like to see that more but i just thought all around this was probably the best marvel film that that i've seen i enjoyed that that's just my two pennies i know People disagreed with that, mm-hmm. but I would watch this again. Mm. And I can't say that a Deadpool I've probably seen like thirty times, but no other Marvel. Not Deadpool two. No, you know I didn't like Deadpool two as much as I've seen like Deadpool two maybe like two or three times. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as the first one. Um, but no, what there, there's no other there's no other Technicolor crazy superhero movie like that that I would watch again. I'm always like, all right, like. If I had to sit through Avengers again, like, oh, God, like, it's just not, it, it was okay, you know, Endgame or whatever, like, it was more exciting to see other people get excited about it, I guess, yeah. you know, they're all cheering, I'm like, oh, we're, we're all supposed to be cheering now, okay, great, it's exciting, um, but I wouldn't watch it again, mm-hmm. this film was just entertaining. I'm not sure at what point they reached out to Guns N' Roses and were like, do you want to sponsor this movie? I don't yeah. know when that happened. I'm not angry at it. I am a child of the 80s slash 90s, right? So I knew yeah. every lyric to every song that was th- that they played. I'm not saying I wasn't bopping during those moments. I just didn't understand why they focused well, this on this whole, like, band solely. 80s, yeah, I don't know why this that specific, but it's better than ACDC. Oh, uh, f- I might have had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, I uh, Yeah, it fit the tone perfectly so i can i kind of understand like that band 
and the the style of music that specific style of music just fit the tone so perfectly but no come uh, on oh, there's so many bands that could have yeah, they I could suppose, have shared that with so and f and r so I get you. Look, I, I hear you. But like at that point when the kid was like, hey, I found this band. He had the T-shirt and he's like, there's this band Guns N' Roses. I'm like, why would a kid in this environment in care in. about Guns N' Roses? Like, I, I don't know. His, it, his dad named him after Axl Rose. It was a, <laughs> it was a weird choice. Um, what did not you a bad of, what one. Did you th- like, what did you think of the ending? Because I was curious because it's like you have this this guy killing all these gods mm-hmm causing chaos and destruction everywhere to get to this place where he can get a wish to we assume kill a whole bunch of people all these gods because he's felt betrayed by gods you know because the gods let his Mm -hmm. daughter die blah blah blah. um and then at the last minute convince him like no no just wish for your daughter back instead of killing everyone he's like got it you'll take care of her cool thank you i I think that's your usual marvel nonsense i mean i I can't really like dive into the psychology of what a villain would do or wouldn't do. I mean, I'm not going to say that I haven't done that. Because like Thanos, yeah, we get it. We have done that before, for sure. When it's in a like a film about actual people, I will question somebody's motives. I'll question an actual character, an existing character. But in a world of fantasy, it's like, of course they're going to have it. I mean, look, his all of this was because of his daughter. Right. It was all because of the angst and the sadness that he felt losing his daughter. I mean, I also everybody else, because most people died during that. Um, And he was one of the few left behind. But um, if I can be honest, I thought (laughs) he was going to save Natalie Portman and then go be with his daughter. Well, that's what I was thinking. That's what I thought he was going to be with your daughter forever. I thought he was going to that he saw their love. Or whatever, right? And yeah. he's like, oh, look at this. This reminds me of how deeply I love my daughter, right? Um, and what love can do and all of that. I'm going to go be with her. You guys have your thing. Yeah. Mazel tov, right? I thought that was what was going to happen, especially when she said she won't be alone. I'm like, right, because she'll be with her dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> she died. I'm like... Oh, she means... So did you just volunteer him to raise some kid? Yeah, seriously. Thanks for the response. I mean, I guess that is the, the ultimate, like, evil kind of ending. Is, I like, guess so, somebody right? somebody the responsibility of a child. The responsibility of a child full of angst, yeah. apparently. Because she was mouthy and I would have slapped the shit out of her. Yeah. But I, I, really, I really thought that he was going to let them be together and then he would get to go be with his kid. Uh, I guess not. So also... I mean, now we can get into like really like we can start going into the crevasses here, right? But couldn't you be like, my last wish is for us all to get what we want? Yeah, world peace. Well, Whatever. that they would both, the daughter would be alive and she would oh, heal. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It has to be like, well, you kind of this this very specific. What if, um, what if you wish for more wishes? I mean, everybody. Everybody, yeah, we yeah. all know what happens when you wish for more wishes. Chaos. Yeah. Um, but. I still look the 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 caveats aside. I still thought that it was a really fun movie. I wish all Marvel Marvel movies were more like that. Um, I guess I I kind of like that they're all different from each other. And then another part of me is like, oh, I wish they were all good like this, but they're just very different movies yeah. depending on who directs it. And uh, they should be. I respect him not releasing the director's cut. Like, who gives a shit? I know, like, you guys who are more super fans want to see that, but well, it's no, just like I don't say this as a as a fan. What of, director's of... cut is ever like yeah, yeah. better than the film? Right. Really? But when I, you I think say about this it. as a fan of the storytelling of mm-hmm. it, where I want to see more. Not because I love Thor so much. I could, uh, you know, never been a Thor fan much. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, not in the comics. You know, I'm I am a I'm a, a, a MCU nerd. I'm not a comic nerd so mm-hmm. you can hate me all you want but poser yeah um and so but just from a storytelling thing i would have loved to have seen that some more and not because i love gore the god butcher has been like my favorite you know but He's just pretty because cool, though. well i mean it, from coming from a comic thing but he he was i agree i think visually he you know his his look was just flawless and stunning and uh he he played the part really really well obviously it's christian bale he killed so. it no pun intended and so, Pun intended, actually. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I I, uh, I know, like, I, I when he does the rock guy, right, 
the voice of of him uh i always thought it was funny because it's just kind of like this laid back kind of mm-hmm. thing whatever he's but like it's a like surfer. this big <laughs> thing and it was like I, I remember seeing an interview with him i think it was after the last movie where he was like yeah it's like it comes from you know his time as a kid trying to get into all of these bars or whatever and you'd have these big huge um uh security people and but they wouldn't be like all yelling and screaming it's like they're huge they don't have to yell and scream they're yeah. just always very k- kind and nice because they're a wall of a human being so they don't have to like be loud and so i thought that was like an interesting so huh. it's like you, you think like oh he's just doing a silly voice but there's actually this whole meaning behind why mm-hmm. he does the the voice the way he does and i yeah. think that's the i think that's the beauty of taika watiti is or tight what did i Ta-kiti. call takiti taikiti um is that he wraps everything he does in this kind of silly childlike wonder, but I think there's a lot of meaning to a lot of the stuff he's doing that he likes to kind of just play and be silly. But I think there's a lot more meaning to like I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, but that's I gotta I gotta see that eventually. But you know, just to for him to play a Nazi fucking the yeah. ultimate Nazi, but be silly about it is like kind of it's uh, his wheelhouse yeah but it's like i think that speaks more to you know it's people think like oh he's being silly but it's like well you're actually taking this character or he's this very real life person satire. and yeah and being is yeah. sa- being satirical about it and saying like he's not even worth giving any gravitas to mm-hmm. and so that is actually kind of like an ultimate kind of f you to this right because you, you take know? their weight away yeah and so yeah. but i feel like a lot of that genius gets missed. So For sure. You're going to have people that are going to just automatically take it at face value and be yeah. like, you're making fun of the Holocaust or, you know, um, you. Well, not even that. Just seeing it as a silly thing versus seeing the actual. Well, I rem- thing. I'm just saying because I yeah, remember yeah. the articles that came out and people were like livid. And I'm like, of course, you know, you're going to yeah. just you're 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 not going to dive into what that actually means. But um, and again, comedy is subjective. What somebody finds funny or not. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was really fun. I think everybody did an amazing job. The actors were all so good. Um, I I loved that Christian Bale was gore. I guess right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I just want answers on why. <clears throat> uh, look look what's happening to me. <laughs> Getting overclocked. I'm turning inside out. I just want answers on why he is allowed to be both gore and Batman. Mm. I want answers. I want answers from well, somebody. I mean, somebody tell me. Look, first of all, no one knows if they're actually making a Lobo film. They're and, never going to make a Lobo film. And you know, it's they're going like, to... And I don't know why. It's it's It would be fantastic. Or Listen, I'm about 85% sure that if they made a Lobo film, it would be horrific. It, yeah. It's a fantastic concept is what I mean. It's a great... It would make a great film. I it don't think... dark for Maybe Takiti can do it. I think he would make it fun, but I feel like if they give that shit to James Gunn or like they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, we decided that we were going to have like, uh, uh, what's his face? Oh, God. Michael Bay or something. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. going to give some somebody who's just going to annihilate Ruin it. it. Yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg is <laughs> directing the next Lobo. I don't see that, but OK. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it, it was fun. If you didn't like it and, uh, you know, you think I should shut up because, ill, you're not a real comic book. You're right. I'm not. I'm not a comic book fan. You know you're what? I'll more probably comic get. comic book fan than I am, Sort of. Actually, yeah. So you're more MCU and stuff. And I, I started out with DC Comics. Like, that was more of my thing. But like I said, I never had them in order because I couldn't afford them. So there's, ma- like, major, major gaps in stories that I don't know. Because then I kind of fell off of it so mm-hmm. i know some things and then others i know some things you don't and then you know I'm, i've lost out on other things <clears throat> excuse me um but yeah i i'm exactly that type like this that same uh you know why do you have something with grogu if you're not a star wars fan like i'm not a star wars fan i love mando hmm. disney's mando to me is completely entertaining i don't give a shit if you think that i like how how are you actually like gatekeeping yeah a make-believe character people that get upset when you do something wrong with a character they love you know it's like this whole but like 
like, look, I, I get being like, oh, that's disappointing. Like I am with Willow, right? That's disappointing. I don't think this is going to be very good. And I hate that this made that they made this. So I'm just not going to watch it. Like, I'm not going to aggravate myself, hmm. uh, you know, but like, whatever. I, I like the OG shit and I'm just like, whatever. I mean, it is what it, it, these are. They, we're talking about fantasy worlds here, guys. Yeah. You know, so you got to you kind of got to let well, that thing go. That I've always argued is that it doesn't you know if you hate all every star wars thing except the original trilogy great then hate them it doesn't ruin the original films at all it's it's no but there's that like like your enjoyment of watching that is first of all it's not even anything from back in the day is always nostalgia based right if you if that never existed and you plot that out of there Mm -hmm. and then just played it today in the original format there's no way you would have that connection with it like you do because so it's it's so much of that is based in nostalgia not the actual quality of the specific piece of art or whatever it is so everybody just needs to get over themselves when i finally started watching when i did watch i say this having very much those things right but like by the time i started kind of watching parts of the originals it was during like the phantom menace shit so it's Mm. like I, I didn't I was like this is I don't get it I don't get what everybody loves about this because I didn't see it at the right time um, and I just I don't care a whole lot about the MCU but I liked this movie and uh, you know if I have a gore shirt on suck it yeah you know I like it's, just it's how <laughs> deal with it it's why like all of those those things are you know so important to people our age and not to younger people. I mean, there are certainly are younger people that love the original Star Wars or love sure. the original whatever. But, you know, 80% of the people that love it are from that time. So mm-hmm. it's it's that time that is nostalgic and not necessarily that piece of work. Not to take anything away from it. Right. But Well, that's what Bill and Ted coming back. I yeah. was not a fan of it. When I think Bill and Ted, it's Bill and Ted. I'll, I'll even take Bogus Journey because I loved that movie too. Not as much as the original, but I did like it mm-hmm. a lot. Um I don't, I'm not like, oh my God, the original Bill and Ted is now ruined because they came back 25 years later. I'm just like, I just don't even reference that as existing. You know, I'm just like, it didn't do it for me. I watched it. I knew it wasn't going to do anything for me. And I'll go back to the originals because those are the ones that I like. I mean, I don't know about now so much still, but probably, but there's more bad Star Wars things than there are good Star Wars things to most people. Hmm. You know, and so I found that very interesting. So is it that you really love Star Wars or that you love being part of the obsession yeah, is it know. that you like There's being a lot part of, of the that fan just club like, i wish they just leave it alone and it's like that i i understand yeah like, you can just have that thing exist for you and then that's whatever can we have something but else exactly i guess that's can where, we do something see, else there's so I'm, many original ideas out there like yeah yep. let's that's just do something from. different look i i admit that i i also like found myself being like you know, nostalgia, purity. And then I was like, oh God, is this what I sound like? You know, (laughs) when I would hear Star Wars fans, I'm like, I got to relax. I think there's room for both. For me, it always comes back to the story. If you want to tell 50 million Star Wars films, fine, but let's tell a good story. Um, and with good characters, it's not and like they, good... they're not getting good actors. That's the thing. Like well, you're getting phenomenal yeah, you actors, get but your story probably good directors for the most are part. Magoo. But yeah, it's it's the bigger machine. It's the bigger kind of corporate corporate kind of yeah. structure of it all that kind of takes that stuff to to the levels that because there's so many people out there that would genuinely make a good Star Wars film, whether it be in the Luke Skywalker timeline or after or before or whatever. Um. But if it's if the story's good, then I'm in. I, I don't say care. we give one to Bryce Dallas. Yeah. Um. Okay. So enough of that. We enjoyed it. If you didn't, you didn't. Um. So we started. A, we started a series that I had found. It feels like years ago, um, because it took forever to get through the like the episodes. It was like, nope, there's still several weeks or months left of it, and so we wanted to wait to binge it. And so finally, all the episodes were out. Um. We watched, what is this on Paramount? Yes. I think it's on no. Paramount. Hulu? Showtime? Showtime? <laughs> one of them. It's one of them. I thought it was Paramount. Doesn't it say on there? I don't know. I thought it was Paramount. No. Um, so we watched The Oops. Offer. Yeah. Oh, The Offer. I thought you were talking about The Bear. No, we talked about that yeah. already. Why would we talk why about that, that again? In my head. Yeah. Getting into The Bear, just for, just for a split second. The Offer somebody, was Paramount. Yeah. Somebody else... That, uh, the bear was Hulu. Somebody else yeah, had also, uh, on a journalistic level, decided, had the same questions I did about the money in the can. 
Yeah. And was like, okay, like how did let, let's a quick follow up. They, they to the did bear. they did the deep dive, right? And from the information that they got from professionals who are in the business, not like restaurant business, but I mean in the business of actually making the uh, you know cans and uh, aluminum cans and things and and sealing them, uh, it was not possible. On to the next thing. Uh, I was right. <laughs> so you can't reseal a can. I'm sorry, you just can't. You would have um, had to make the can himself. Well, there's a season two, yeah, and so that's the only I I had said before that's the only reasonable solution to that question is if he had a canning company if KBL is an actual canning company because yeah. you're you're not taking the top of a can off yeah they're curled over when they seal them yeah it's bent over so once you cut that you can't reseal it those tomatoes would have been a, basically a science project by the mm -hmm. time he opened them with mold moving along so. We started watching The Offer. Um, I didn't really even look. I thought this show was a show about like Hollywood in the 60s or whatever, you know, like, oh, it's just that about is, yeah. Hollywood at that time because I didn't want to do a deep dive into it. I wanted to just kind of go in blind. You know, but you I knew see... it was about The Godfather. No. No, you didn't even know that. No, because I wasn't even looking at the font. I saw the name of it. I'm like. Fucking Giovanni, listen, I see Giovanni Rabisi, I'm in. Like, I'm, yeah. generally, I'm in, okay? Miles Teller, I'm in. Like, let's do this. Um, and, but I didn't know who was who and what and what was going on. Didn't even know that it was about the making of The Godfather. Then we see Giovanni Rabisi, and I'm like, who? Because he doesn't even look like, I mean, it's like he, he looks like himself, but he doesn't look like himself. Yeah. He's, he gained a, a bunch of weight for the role. He's normally very thin, so this was, for him, a lot of weight which changed his face very mm -hmm. much. Um, so this was, um, as you said, or confirmed, it was Paramount. Um, there were several directors, um, Adam Arkin, Colin Buxey, Dexter Fletcher, and then Gwyneth uh, Hoarder-Payton. Um, there were just, uh, oh my God, Leslie, I want to say Greif, Grief, Albert S. Ruddy, who was the person mm -hmm. who... Um, uh, so he, it was based on his experience of making that. Um, Nikki Toscano, Russell Roth. There was just a ton of writers, a ton of writers. Miles Teller, Matthew Good, Dan Fogler, who looked so much like Francis Ford Coppola. It was yeah, yeah. <laughs> scary. Uh, Bern Gorman, Colin Hanks, Giovanni Ribisi, Juno Temple, um, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. A figure. Uh, a, a whole bunch of actors were in this. And um, Meredith Gerritsen, who we've seen in a, a bunch of stuff that we like. Resident Alien. Um, yeah, she was in something else, though, recently. Uh, so I don't even know. Like, I, uh, more blasphemy coming. I, I am not a fan of The Godfather. Even more blasphemy coming. I haven't even You've seen never even The seen Godfather. It. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I watched The Godfather. I just have God no interest in seeing it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I watched The Godfather when I was like 10. I mean, I'm going to have to now after watching the show. I think but. you kind of do. But here's the thing. I would like to see it again as an adult because mm. I watched it. I'm not kidding. When I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. Your perspective. I mean, yeah, I might as well have had a whole other life that has that has, uh, you know, been lived out in that amount of time. So I wonder what I would think about it now. I remember watching it as a kid because it was a classic and I was like, oh, OK. And yes, I did watch very adult orientated stuff like i watched platoon as a kid loved it it wasn't because i was 10 or 11 you know that i didn't mm -hmm. like it i was just like mm, all right whatever i thought the horse head was cool <laughs> and i kind of moved on from there um and i and so uh my my stepdad uh I think was a big Godfather 2 fan as well. So I never bothered with 2 because I didn't like the first one. So I was like, why would I go yeah. into this again? Yeah. So maybe we'll we'll watch this together. It'll be an experience. Yeah. Uh, but I did not know that this is what the show was actually based on, that, the, that there was so much drama going into the making of this. I should have assumed so during that time with the mafia that this would have probably rubbed some people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Um. What did you think of? I mean, it made you kind of want to watch it. So yeah, that's you know, something. It's, this show is interesting because I didn't have any desire to watch this show. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to. I knew that I should because I like everybody involved in it. Um, but I wasn't like, "Yay, let's watch it!" You know, it's like whatever. 
Um, but I, because I had these preconceived notions that because I I don't I didn't watch The Godfather, I'm not really, you know, gangster things. That whole yeah. thing is just kind of like whatever for me. I really don't care about it. So I I had seen some some trailers for it because I didn't really care the about disrespect it. Disrespect to Goodfellas from you. I'm just saying. I, Look, I don't hate it, but once he goes to prison, you it's don't over for hate me. it. Like you can't. There's, there's no. Um, it's, it's still like good whatever. when he goes to prison. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I just felt like, oh, they're just gonna play up this whole kind of like mafia angle, like whatever. And then I was like, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But I don't really. There's just something about this whole mafia thing that just makes me like, uh, um, like just turn off. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to. But it, it was really, really good. I thought the show was 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 really good um but is it, it that like it, you, you find the lifestyle like do you think of like bugs bunny or something no you, you know what it, i just find it boring and slow i guess the mafia yeah <laughs> <laughs> whenever somebody talks about like the mafia or like we're gonna die any scorsese film i'm just like listen sir i will look, not have you blaspheme say, scorsese. No, scorsese is one of the best directors <laughs> i ever, have my limits but, in this household but like most of his films the subject matter just is not interesting to me the whole like with the mob and the thing it's just boring to me and um <laughs> the, the 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 mob in real life and the mafia in real life i'm sure is very interesting but i haven't really seen it portrayed in a way that is visually kind of compelling and so um that's kind of my whole you know baggage you with, didn't find the stuff. goodfellas to be compelling no it was in just the whatever. representation of no. the of mafioso lifestyle well, the film itself i found boring <laughs> oh my god i don't even know i don't even know where to start i can't i'm just gonna let it go because if i don't we're gonna get divorced yeah um but it's 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 but i can recognize the 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 artistry in it and i know that it's a well-made film i know it's a, a brilliantly acted film you think you're just too good for goodfellas is that no, what it is would you it, think you're like frankie valley or some kind of big shot i've seen it enough but I just like I know like this is where I'm able to kind of like step back and say I know this is a really really good film it just didn't work for me um, so that's kind of how I feel about all that stuff uh -huh. and so I kind of brought that baggage to the show and I shouldn't have because it is it does speak to that the making of that film but I f feel like there's this to me what was so compelling about it was the show was the whole art versus commerce thing right mm. where you have Colin Hanks character versus uh, get all the, the oh no, that the, guy, uh, that guy here, where you have <laughs> that accent was fantastic you know and 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 ruddy too yeah so it that to me was the most uh, the, seeing the behind the scenes stuff was fun and and you know everyone's performance was great and all that stuff was good but we for also me, realized that a lot of this was yeah you know th they took liberties to yeah. make it i knew that going in i was like half of this stuff isn't even gonna Probably. be real but <laughs> yeah but to me that was kind of and it's so what's so compelling about it is it's exactly the same today yeah nothing has changed at all and right. so it's very interesting to see that kind of thing of of you have your number crunchers which are they're just doing their job right they're paid to say what's going to sell mm -hmm. and then you have your creatives and they're always battling and so i found that kind of dialogue and that kind of um that 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 conflict to be really compelling and interesting to watch because you could th that this could have been take this could have taken place today you know yeah in that regards and so and them constantly searching for more money and what i what i also thought the show did a really good job of is because yes it's ruddy's story but they didn't make it seem like ruddy was solely responsible for the success of this film they gave right. the writer as brief as it was his due mm -hmm. they gave the certainly gave the director his due um and the actors and stuff and so they were very good at Letting you know that all of these people are talented, and that's why this this film was so successful. It wasn't Ruddy, his undying, uh, you know, uh, desire to make this film happen, which he had. But he, they also were like, yes, the director is the is the creative here, and and Ruddy's going to make sure to see that that thing is met, and mm -hmm. you know. So I thought they balanced that really well. What I did not, um, so. I was learning a lot here, I guess, just about things that I, I assumed, um, I assumed that Francis Ford Cop uh, Coppola was more established yeah. when this film came out. 
Um, so I was I was confused, I guess, you know, initially when I was just like, why does it seem like he's not allowed to get, you know, I'm like, oh, it's Fran-, because I'm thinking of him now, like yeah. it's Francis Ford Coppola, you know, like, so who would question that? But, you know, at that time, yeah, you know, you have, so he, he did a lot of, the thing is he did screenplays and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I guess I think of like, you know, Apocalypse Now and, you know, just bigger stuff. But I didn't realize that um, prior to this, I don't think he had directed, if I'm correct, that The Godfather was the first thing he, he actually directed. No, because there was a certain there was a certain kind of like the first gravitas big... that he brought to the project with within Ruddy and the team. No, no, you know, maybe I mean, not the, the I mean, ups, I, I thought that he was an established director before he was given The Godfather. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was like kind of lower on the totem poles, so yeah. to speak. And so, um, I, I also I can't imagine like I guess I think of our our issues, uh, like with location right where we're just like hey can we just get a location and yeah. him being like it must be in tuscany or what sicily or we, we must yeah. film over there i'm like jesus what a problem to have yeah yeah there's somebody uh mowing, mowing the earth yeah. uh, right now of course because we're recording uh so we'll try to make it quick so we don't annoy, annoy you but i thought the show was really good i thought giovanni rubisi did an amazing job yeah, brilliant, i guess what one of the things i didn't understand was because you know you start looking into like the actual things that happen i didn't get the point of having Rubisi's character get shot in the chest before being comatose because he was shot in the head three times and yeah. survived and was in a coma for seven years. And it's not like they blew his head off, obviously, because he was alive yeah. and he survived. So I guess it's those little things. That's what makes me really question the validity of these types of shows where I'm like, if you're going to lie about something that's mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just why? Like he yeah. was shot three times in the head and I've seen, you know, I saw the pictures of what it actually looked like and it just looked like his eye was of bloody. Of course I did. It's me. <laughs> the gore whore. Yeah. Um, and so. The gore whore. <laughs> the gore whore. Uh, his eye was just kind of like bloody and it ran to his face like ear, you know, it was like, it yeah. wasn't something that they couldn't have easily done. Yeah. So I'm like, why did you have him shot in the chest? I don't know. I didn't get it. So then I, I was always, you know, I was kind of on, once I found that out, I, I was just kind of like, well, what? really happened here can anyone confirm out there was sinatra this much of an insecure asshole i'm assuming he probably was because i i knew i've always known sinatra was connected but i didn't know to what extent yeah Um, i i I don't know if that was i often wonder like you know what people that are still alive today that were portrayed in the film what their thoughts are on it because i haven't heard anything there hasn't been any big hubbub about it it's it's, it's hush hush man you're not gonna talk about that you know what i'm saying italian Although you had read something about how the Italian League disbanded after he died, I, and the film said that it was still going today. I, yeah, I had read something about that, so I don't know who was. Yeah. I don't know like what was true, um, or it got taken over. Maybe, maybe like the Italian League that he created had disbanded and it got taken over by someone else. I don't yeah, know. and I, and I feel like the one thing I will say though is I felt like Rabisi's character and Teller's character, their relationship, made it was, seem as yeah. if. Rabisi wasn't as dangerous as he was. Yeah. You know? I think he took a liking to him. He did, for sure. I'm sure he did. You know, I'm sure there's some... In know, real life, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's something to that in real life. I mean, um, but at the same time, it he didn't really... He didn't threaten him. He didn't... Well, that was the whatever, problem with so. Rabisi to the bigger guys was that he wasn't fit for the job. Yeah. Um, I think it would have taken a lot for Rabisi to have done something to Ruddy's character yeah. because he really did like him. Yeah. Um, I was sad. Because it was just him. like, everybody's <laughs> against this film, and then they had one meeting with Ruddy, and now they're all f- for it. And he's going above and beyond to help that picture be made. So that transition seemed really quick to yeah. me as well. Yeah. I did. I mean, I didn't read Ruddy's book, so I don't know what yeah, details got either. left out, and I probably won't. I'm just going to be honest. But it was interesting to see And then, him. you know, again, even, you know, how much, what is this compared to the book versus what is the book compared to real life? So you, For sure, yeah. Several. How many adaptations can you have of reality? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that kind of just goes with the territory. But um, it was pretty crazy to just see him go from uh, being enamored with this lifestyle and being basically like a a, a pencil pusher, and then just like being a producer for you know a film that would wind up being. Yeah, they made it seem like so easy. Like you just go 
talk to this <laughs> just, guy and like I'm like how did it. he know this guy again like the, the problem was getting into that room of all those people how did he get in that room yeah. uh but it I thought Which it was may a, or may not be just how it's done I don't know the fuck well it was maybe. also back then that yeah. that probably was easier back then um but it uh I, I thought it was a really it was a really good show it was really interesting it was something that like I'll, I I won't look at the godfather the same prior to this show i just thought like oh this godfather you know godfather was a movie that was made by francis ford coppola and al pacino and he was really young in it uh i didn't realize how anti-pacino they were yeah nobody wanted, uh, pacino nobody wanted that guy and again because you know being born in 79 pacino was, had already been established yeah for me by the time I started seeing him and stuff and so I just always assumed it was like Pacino, De Niro, like you know, you forget that these people once started off somewhere and they weren't the, you know, or how insecure the name. he was. Yeah, and again, what I don't know yeah. how I don't know how true this was, but it was kind of interesting to see. I'm not sure why they gave him that accent because he didn't he had this way of speaking that he doesn't didn't sound like at that time either. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, it was, it was an interesting choice, but um I thought it was it was it was a really good show. I, kind of like you, it wasn't that I didn't want to see it, but I didn't expect much from it. Yeah. I guess I just was like, oh, this will probably be entertaining. And uh, but there there was just so much to it. Um, and you just them finally getting to Italy and then also having to deal with the mafia there and being like, we're going to move the location. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ruddy, however true this may be, has got balls of steel because I would have walked away from that project from the jump like yeah. immediately i would have been like i'm done uh not dealing with this at all yeah uh so i don't know uh, if nothing else it sort of prompted us to potentially want to watch this now as adults and see what knowing what we know uh in terms of what it took to make the film mm. you know maybe i'll watch it differently maybe i think differently than a 10 year old i don't yeah. know yeah it's crazy um so uh that's that uh, we will potentially have a guest next week or definitely the following week. Um, we do have some people lined up. Yay. Yay. Um, shout out. MoGraph. MoGraph. Uh, love those Dot guys. Com. Dot com. It's, uh, it's kind of past our lunchtime, so my stomach's a grumbling, mm -hmm. and I'd like to shove some food into my face. But if you have something, uh, if you have a film that you want to shove into our eye holes, uh, then send, send it our, it our way, way or let us know of a film that you watch this or this that or the other thing so i'm just going to say now so that you can jump in with us there is a film that was directed by jared carmichael starring jared Car carmichael and christopher abbott who we all know is ma boo and uh for the love of fucking pete please go watch that movie so that when we review it you can join in. I'm not, I just, that's all I'm going to say. Watch the damn movie. That's yeah. it. Watch the movie. Just for the Please watch the movie. singing in the car by himself alone is worth the price of admission. Listen, I, I can't, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping at, this was the film that I wanted to talk about because I just want to talk about it so badly. But I, I mean, we did say we were going to talk about Thor and the offer. So I'm like, okay, fine. We'll have to get this over with. But I, I really, really need, <laughs> really need to talk about this movie. Get it out. Um, and we also finished uh, season three of the boys yep. three, three, three. Um, so that as well we will get into that at some point as well uh, go watch On the Count of Three On the Count of Three On the Count of Three Yeah. it must be watched Yep. I'm just saying On the Count of Three Bye. two one we love you.